Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, June 8th reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Greenbox Arts Festival features 80 events. Written by Pat Hill. Like you're on top of the world. A Southern Colorado drive of peace and peril. Written by Seth Boster. Florissant Grange hosting Talent Roundup. Written by Marianne Magen. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled Greenbox Arts Festival Features 80 Events, written by Pat Hill. The Greenbox Arts Festival started simply enough 15 years ago, founded by Christian Kesey and Larry Kegwin, to bring culture to Green Mountain Falls. The arts festival today attracts up to 6,000 people for the cultural bonanza. The festival retains its ties to the community amid all the dramatic flair, world-class events, art installations, intellectual conversations, artists in residence, art walks, concerts, hikes, classes, and children's art camps. Residents still pitch in to help whatever is needed. For many in Green Mountain Falls, the festival is a time to connect with friends, and enjoy the events, 80 this year, with community in mind. Under the direction of Scott R.C. Levy, for the past two years, the festival has expanded its reach to feature artistry and events that are dynamic, innovative, and artistically splashy. Last year, for instance, Green Box installed the James Turrell Sky Space in the Red Butte Recreation Area. To date, 7,000 people from around the world have visited the observatory built into the mountain. The festival has blossomed with year-round attention and a full program of events. This summer's events from June 30 through July 15 have a reach from Green Mountain Falls to New York City. The Paul Taylor Dance Company is among the star attractions at the festival, with performances that include two dances from the repertoire of the late founder. Part of the work they'll be doing is to build a new dance that Larry Kegwin has been commissioned to choreograph for them, Levy said. The dance will premiere in New York in the fall. Kiwen and company dancers were the first artists to initiate the residency program. From the performing arts standpoint, dance has always anchored the festival, partly because of Larry and his background and history, Levy said. The past two festivals featured performances by the American Ballet Company and Ballet Hispanico. The festival gives an opportunity for world-renowned dance companies to not only give public performances in the intimate way that we do at Green Box, 
but to be immersed in our environment, Levy said, and for them to develop a different way of creative working by being in Green Mountain Falls. Known for its musical surprises, Green Box features musicians who break through boundaries of tradition, such as Delbert Anderson's DDAT Trio. He has taken Native American melodies into traditional jazz form, Levy said. Isn't that cool? The music of Larry and Joe combines Venezuelan and Appalachian folk music. The 4th of July block party features the Lily Lewis Trio with folk rock sounds. She's a force, Levy said. Five new art installations, three created through the organization's Artist-in-Residency program, have already created buzz. Brooks Miley's Earth Speaks, with members of the community, Smiley crafted benches using dirt from the land as one piece of art. It's beautiful, magical, special, and potentially one of the most dynamic artist-in-residence projects we have, Levy said. She connects us to the Southern Ute tribe because she talks about what the land means to them. It's about reclaiming things of the earth. The five benches are meant to resemble fingers of a palm of a bear with a creek running through the center. It's very meditative, Levy said. Last week, Nikki Pike completed an outdoor installation in the H.B. Wallace Reserve. She is making a three-dimensional egg-shaped round ball with tree bark, Levy said. Brooks and Nikki's pieces align with one of my touch points that I feel very clearly that Green Box is a place where art and nature intersect, Levy said. Most events are free, but a few are $10. Reservations and tickets are at greenboxarts.org. That's G-R-E-E-N-B-O-X-A-R-T-S dot O-R-G. Our next article was entitled, Like You're on Top of the World, A Southern Colorado Drive of Peace and Peril, written by Seth Boster. Canyon City. A man from Louisiana didn't know what he'd find on his cross-country drive through Colorado. He had some ideas, Pikes Peak, Vale, but this was a proper adventure, and a proper adventure afforded time and space for surprises. No destination, really, Bob Brody said during a stop one recent afternoon. Just going where the road takes me. En route to the Royal Gorge, the road took him and his Nissan Armada off US-50 to a narrow strip sneaking up a rocky, slender ridge. Roddy didn't know what he'd find, but he was glad he found Skyline Drive. This is insane, he said. I love this. A proper adventure afforded a panorama such as this, the craggy mouth of the gorge to the west, the town to the east, a big sky above, and colorful mountains and hogbacks all around. And, of course, a proper adventure 
afforded a thrill. That's the slim, 2.6-mile stretch of pavement straddling this ridge top, straddling drop-offs of almost 500 feet on on either side. Insane. One might call Skyline Drive as Roddy did. Indeed, for some, it's a place to test your nerves, said a local regular, Laurie Hawk. For her, it's a place to find the opposite of adrenaline. She finds peace up here. You feel like you're on top of the world, Hawk said. There's a big highway going past you below and a city on the other side. But you feel really removed from all of that when you're up here. She tends to drive her Subaru up here with camera in hand. She's captured sunsets and sunrises, solar and lunar phenomenons, storms rolling over the plains out east. She made pictures up here inside and above the clouds. Hawk likes to show pictures to unaware outsiders, outsiders aware of the much more photographed attraction around. Like the Royal Gorge, Skyline Drive is one of the defining features of Canyon City, Hawk said. So it's a lot of fun to be able to portray that to other people and show just how special it is. Between billboards for the Royal Gorge Bridge and Park, Royal Gorge Route Railroad, and others for rafting and fishing, not to mention the area's booming mountain bike scene, Skyline Drive often is missed, said Rex Brady. It's sometimes the case for locals, too, said the city's parks and open space director. When you live here for a long time, you kind of take things for granted, he said. But that vista and everything you can see, and the wonder of the construction, that 60 inmates built this thing, is pretty amazing. Brady, sorry, Brady, traces Skyline Drive's history to 1905, Canyon City's territorial prison, provided the hard, perilous labor, reportedly knocking off 10 days of inmates' sentences for every 30 days worked. Read the Canyon City Daily Record a year later. Skyline Drive is about the most popular thing that ever happened. At first, traffic was limited to horse and buggies. It wasn't long before vehicles were welcomed and the one-way destination established. In the 1930s, drivers would enter through an arch of multicolored stone received by the country's 48 states at the time before Alaska and Hawaii. New York's governor hesitated to contribute according to the recent history compiled by local Steve Coverman. The governor worried about a private concern for private profit, he wrote in Canyon City's Chamber of Commerce. Skyline Drive is possibly one of the most unique scenic drives that can be imagined, the chamber secretary wrote back, adding it represented no private gain by anyone. The drive, he wrote, is one of the few free attractions in colorful Colorado and is our purpose. It is our purpose to maintain it as such for the benefit of the traveling public. A benefit not far past the entry arch, bulging footprints 
on the sandstone, left by dinosaurs, on a once muddy floor more than 60 million years ago. After decades of driving by, it wasn't until 1999 when the tracks were discovered. They were easily missed. You miss things when you're moving too fast, Hawk said. Her suggestion is first-timers. Her suggestion for first-timers on Skyline Drive, go slow, take your time, and enjoy. That's what Roddy was doing on his cross-country drive through the state. There was a poignant reason for it. My wife died three months ago, he said. We always said we'd just get get in our car and go see the country. We never did that. He could feel her with him still, he said. I've been talking to her a lot on this trip. He didn't know what he'd find pulling off the highway. Atop Skyline Drive, he found a bench under the shade of a juniper tree. A perfect view, a perfect place to talk. Details. To tour Skyline Drive, continue on U.S. 50 through Canyon City toward the Royal Gorge. Signs point to the entrance for Skyline Drive on the east side of the highway behind a fly shop. The one-way narrow road is not recommended for those afraid of heights. Drivers should be aware of hikers and cyclists. People on foot and bike can access from hogback open space which borders the base of the road on the east end. Our next article is entitled Florissant Grange Hosting Talent Roundup, written by Marianne Magan. The Florissant Grange announced that a talent roundup brought in by the International Western Music Association, Colorado Chapter, will be held June 24. This is an opportunity for both professional and amateur singers, poets, comedians, storytellers, dancers, and musicians to compete for cash prizes and a custom trophy belt buckle for first place. All performances are to be Western style and family friendly. Musicians can accompany themselves with an instrument or a CD or cassette. Each performance is limited to four minutes, and all ages are eligible to compete. Members and non-members of IWMA-CO are eligible. There is a limit of 20 entries. The first round will be all entries, and 10 will move on to the semifinals. The finals will be five contestants. Three winners will be announced. The first place winner will receive $150 and a custom trophy buckle. Second place gets $100 and third $50. Entry fee is $15 for IWMA-CO members and $25 for non-members, which is payable at registration at the event. Registration begins at 10 a.m. with the first go-round commencing at 11 a.m., Everyone is encouraged to attend the event to cheer your favorite, see and hear the performers, and have an enjoyable time. The event is free, but free will donations and or tips will be accepted. 
Snacks will be provided by the Grange. For further information and to enter, contact Susie Knight at 303-495-4869. That's 303-495-4869. Also, she has an email address, uh, lasso the cowgirl at yahoo.com. That's lasso the cowgirl at yahoo.com. The next article is entitled Netco gets an upgrade on the ISO rating, written by Pat Hill. An assessment for the Insurance Service Office found that Northeast Teller County Fire Protection District achieved a lower and better rating an upgrade from 4 to 3, or ISO 03-3X. The assessment by the ISO is a result of an evaluation of NETCO's ability to mitigate the risk within the district's 89-square-mile boundary in El Paso and Teller counties. ISO is an independent agency used by insurance companies to rate fire departments nationwide to establish commercial and residential insurance rates for a specific district. The ratings are based on the department's capacities and capabilities and effectiveness of the dispatch center and water supply. The city of Woodland Park's water supply is fantastic, said NETCO Chief Tyler Lambert. To achieve the lower rating, the department scored well in apparatus, equipment, training, and pre-planning. Our biggest downfall right now is personnel, Lambert said, adding that ISO rated the adequacy of staff at 4.69 of a possible 15. We are at 30% of what we should be, Lambert said. The people we've got are great. Our equipment is in good shape for the most part, but we've got to continue to improve our scoring in these different areas so we don't lose that 03-3x rating. In the United States, 386 fire protection districts are in protection class 1, while 1,729 are a class 2, and 3,583 are rated class 3. With the improved... With the improved rating, effective June 1, insurance rates can possibly go down. I encourage homeowners to call their insurance companies to see what their savings could be, Lambert said, especially with the assessments going up. This is one way we can possibly help to recoup some of that cost. An ongoing issue, however, is lack of funding to hire more firefighters. As a special district within the boundaries of the Downtown Development Authority, the department loses a portion of the annual taxes paid by property owners within the district. The taxes are withheld from the fire department as one of five special districts to help fund the DDA, which is charged with improving the downtown area. This year, we will lose 1,040 sorry, $142,000. It takes $95,000 to hire one firefighter, Lambert said. Over the past couple months, the DDA, whose chair is Tony Perry, has discussed refunding Netco's portion of taxes. Fire Mitigation Project. 
along with improving its ISO rating, Netco worked with the homeowners in several ways, among them through the Chipper Loan Program, free home inspections, and the annual Wildfire Preparedness Day in May. For this year's Preparedness Day, May 20, Netco sponsored a fire mitigation project that invited homeowners to remove and deposit pine needles at the station. This year, Jay Baker and Shannon Smith, the owner and general manager of Teller County Waste, respectively, donated nine 30-yard containers and one 40-yard container for the project. We hauled out 310 yards of pine needles to Waste Connections Transfer Station in Colorado Springs, Lambert said, adding that the company's site manager, Adam Smith, waived the fees. For them to waive the dump fees and for Teller County Waste to provide the dumpsters is phenomenal, Lambert said. The chief estimates the donations at $6,000. The preparedness day included free inspections of fire extinguishers by Acme Fire and Safety Equipment. Everything helps, Lambert said. Each and everything a homeowner can do to help mitigate their property helps us. The next article is entitled, Fluorescent Fire Emergency Responses Resume After Brief Hiccup. Written by Abby Suka. A brief lapse in insurance coverage prohibited the Fluorescent Fire Protection District in Teller County from responding to emergency accidents part of the day on June 6, according to a news release from Fluorescent Fire Rescue. A statement released on social media Tuesday around 4.30 p.m. announced the rescue department would be unable to respond to any emergency incidents due to a loss of insurance coverage. Fluorescent Fire Protection District will be covered in all emergency services by Four Mile Protection District and Divide Fire Protection District until these matters are resolved, Eric Holt, head of Fluorescent Fire Rescue, said in the statement. We will continue to notify residents of the district with any and all updates. Nearly three hours later, just after 7 p.m., a second statement was released by Holt, announcing a bank wire had been received by the district's insurance company and a policy had been reinstated. We thank our mutual aid partners for their dedication to the community and to respond to calls in our district while this situation has unfolded, Holt said in the second statement. According to Holt, the lapse in coverage was a result of the newly elected board, which took control two weeks ago, making the unilateral decision to cancel scheduled payments. It is unknown at this time for the reason for the decision that resulted in the lapse of the coverage. The next article is entitled, Accord Sisters of Lake George Awarded Good Deed Award by American Legion, written by Marianne Magan. Two sisters were awarded the Good Deeds Award of the National American Legion Auxiliary. During the 403 fire, the Eva and Mina Accord sisters 
took it to themselves to tend and care for the animals who had been evacuated and were housed at the arena in Lake George Community Park. The girls fed, watered, and offered tender, loving care to the animals. According to 13-year-old Eva Accord, they were there periodically through the day and finished each day at about 7 p.m. The first day they were there until 10 p.m. They housed and cared for six horses, three cows, and 30 chickens. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.